barley corn, ginger meal shorts, spunk water, spunk water, swallow these boys. Feels good to hear that uh, theme song again, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, I know you missed us. Of course, because we missed ourselves. <laughs> right. Not, not really. No, that's not really even. <laughs> I got too much to of happen. myself. <laughs> too much to handle. Always. Well, well this is the Ease In Podcast. Uh, 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 welcome back. Unless this is your first time, then just welcome. I'm Mike McCraw. And I'm his sidekick, Ray Hedgepeth. That's right. That's the sidekick with all the money. <laughs> you, got, you got all the money, guys. Totally loaded. Yeah. <laughs> loaded, but not with money. Right. Well, no, I say that because it's like you're doing a lot, man. Yeah. And it's money fu- figuratively, if that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, as, as he's for- got all the money, meaning his time is filled from uh, waking <laughs> to going to sleep. Then, yeah, yeah. But in a good way. I don't actually feel all that stressed out by it. Yeah, I, I'm reading a book right now. It's fantastic. It's called How to Do Nothing. Mm, it's not even about like meditate. You know, everybody's into meditation these days, which is totally fine. Yeah, um, it's just about how we don't spend enough time doing nothing. Yeah, and yeah. that appeals to me because I spend most of my time doing something. Yeah, because at sometimes, at sometimes, sometimes you just <laughs> sit around and it's like. I should be doing something. Right, you can't right. just like let your your self rest. Right, and that this book is saying yes, you can absolutely. In fact, you should. Yeah, and and th- it's written by an artist, and so her whole point is that like actually her her art doesn't suffer one bit from Mm-mm. from her removing. Like she'll go to like this rose garden in Oakland, and you know make she makes sure she doesn't bring her phone. Yeah, and and she just sits there and she bird watches, and it's you know. the best. Like I'm telling you, I think you've even said we, you've even said this too. I believe I said it on the podcast where I do my best thinking when I'm like in the shower yeah me too because it's like there's no phone there's nobody bugging you mm-hmm. there's just, you're just there and you're exposed you're, you're literally naked yeah oh yeah they, I, was, I was like a madman the other day in the shower because I just fortunately everybody had already left for like school and work and I was you know I left after everybody and so I was taking my shower and I just started laughing like a madman yeah, yeah. so like when you're laughing in the shower and you're you know just there like naked and and wet and la- laughing like a weirdo. Right. It's bizarre if other people are around. That's so, what I'm saying. It's only bizarre if other people see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but what happened was, as I'd been working on this song to try to celebrate the uh, this is the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing. Okay. And I've been working on this song because I'm involved in a number of different events leading up to the moon landing with with the Amoeba people, my band. And so, I was like, man, I just need to get this song, but it wasn't falling into place, and I had multiple pieces of it. But all of a sudden, so then in the shower, the literally the every it was just like it was like I'd solved the Rubik's cube. Every yeah. piece fell into place. Oh, that's it's such the best. a great feeling. Yeah, it's and like then, when you just crack when you crack it. Yeah, it's like we figured it the fuck out. Yeah, man. yeah. Ugh. So but that I will say that as uh, relates to the our topic today is that uh, when uh, uh, we when I when we first started the Ease In podcast. So long ago. So long ago. It, it it doesn't seem like a long time ago, but it kind of was. It was. It, <laughs> it actually was like was. years. But it doesn't seem, you're right, it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that long. But I remember when we came up with the idea for 404, when we met over at Tom's crib, and how you just had this idea, and you was throwing around stuff, and your ideas sort of like, because I had ideas that kind of fit that too, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like you don't really know what to do with it, especially it was right. like very educational. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm not like a teacher. I don't have a certificate. I don't have a doctorate, a master's or anything that could support me trying to educate people on mm-hmm. anything. But I was really into this idea of like these these like these it was kids at first. Mm-hmm. It was kids and they worked for an evil organization. Mm-hmm. Uh and but they didn't really know it. You know, <laughs> right, like it was right. it was like a school. It was like the X-Men Academy yeah. sort of and they went to this school cuz they were super smart and they would like build weapons for an evil organization that they didn't know. And then when they found out, they were trying to like, you know, dismantle the system from the inside. You know, like some real corny 90s kid shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, when you came with the idea with the pets and all this other stuff, and then Tom threw in the Trump thing, and Uh it was like, yo, I think we just cracked it. I think Mm -hmm. we just fucking like figured out what the fuck this is. That night, I came up with the designs for the for the for the characters, and this never happens. It's never like the first idea I come up with. It sticks, yeah. But that it's just stuck so mm-hmm. hard. And it, it, for for those of you who have seen the material from the Foil Four uh, project that we that we we've been working on, you can see that there's been slight you know changes throughout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like especially with uh, 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 Herman's wheelchair. Oh, uh, that's definitely changed a lot uh, back and forth throughout over time. But it's like Herman's we, the turtle, by the way. Yeah, Herman the turtle. But uh, we fucking cracked that idea. Yeah. Man. You know, it's funny, too. And it's what I learned, like when you start collaborating with people, you kind of learn how they process and how they go about. And that was a really kind of significant moment for me, too, because I was as I was and I didn't have a fully formed idea yet, mm-hmm. but, but we did, we were talking about blending music and animation. Yep. Like, so, so that kind of concept, the gorillas slash schoolhouse rock thing was always there from the beginning, but we didn't have yet a way of doing it ourselves. Yeah. Although we knew we wanted to do something like that. And so I was trying to, you know, I think I kept th- throwing out something about a space monkey, you know, like, I'm, even though that yeah, idea Yeah, you was obsessed with that fucking monkey. Yeah. Like, we gotta have a monkey. I was like, we gotta have a monkey. That's, <laughs> that was like non-negotiable. And of course now Verve is my favorite character. Yeah. You know? And uh, I wonder why. <laughs> right. But she is the coolest too, yeah. I think. But, um, but so, so what happened though is I, I noticed like, I was like, oh, okay, this is good because I learned that night- a lot about how you work mm. because I couldn't read your reaction at all because <laughs> Mike was, and it turns out Mike immediately was in thought mode immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and I so I was thinking face. Yeah. So he went into his thinking face and I was like, Oh, like maybe this is stupid. You know, like immediately I was like, yeah, well, you know, we'll just see if, cause I mean, we'd already tried to work on a couple ideas through the podcast through yeah. with you, me and Tom. And we, we had talked about trying some different things and, but this was the first thing that actually took hold. Right. And, and we actually ran with it and it was because the next day Mike started sending us sketches of these characters. Yeah. And I was like, I was like that, look must have meant that he had ideas not not that he hated it <laughs> and ever since then i've i've recognized that look i can tell when mike is going into thought mode i'm like oh this is going to be good because mike's thinking right now you know <laughs> but that, that was something that was brought to my attention too when i was working well first the the thinking phase uh-huh. was brought to my attention when i was uh interning with leo sullivan uh-huh. and 
he would bring up the fact that I had a th- I didn't know I had a thinking face, <laughs> but I guess I just sit there and look mad. And that's my thinking face. It's like I'm thinking he, that I'm like, oh, Mike's thinking Ray dragged us here for, <laughs> yeah, like, to tell us this stupid idea that we already knew. We already knew he he was being all secretive about it because I was kind of I wasn't really secretive, but I was like, we need to get together. I want to pitch this idea yeah. to you guys and see if we can run with it. But it was already kind of like what we had already talked about a little bit like yeah well just in in terms of like blending mu- music and, and right education but i was trying to get things more specific right. and because i was getting excited by the the prospect of it and then that's when uh yeah the, the yeah the thought was not uh i hate this idea it turns out he was immediately creating so. yeah and there was a girl that pointed out the fact that um my excitement is also a little scary because because <laughs> she was I was working with her at a at a studio and she was just so she was such a fucking good artist but I didn't know it like I knew her like we were friendly we talked mm-hmm. and stuff like that but I and I saw the work that she did for the projects that we worked on for the studio but I didn't see mm-hmm. any of her personal work and then she started showing me her personal work. And you know, I just started like grunting and, get, <laughs> and, get, and like and like furrowing my brow, like I just. But that's my excited expression. Like I just get like I get really aggressive when I see something that really is really turn. You, if you guys want to know and see an example of what I'm talking about, there's a really cool video clip of um of uh uh, uh Timbaland. You know who Timbaland is the, the uh, producer producer. Uh-huh. Timbaland playing beats for Jay Z, uh-huh. and Jay Z just has this ugly look on his face when he's uh-huh. listening to the music. That means he likes it. Oh, okay. so this is the same thing. It's, it's like it's when your Jay Z face. Yeah, that's my Jay Z face. When I get really, really into something, I'm like, I get really ugly. Yeah, uh-huh. she was like, that's, that's kind of scary. I'm like, oh my bad. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. About that. <laughs> she said that required an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> She's great. I ain't spoke to her in years, but she's great. Um, but yeah, man. So I just got really excited about that idea. But that's what it was. It was it was that that feeling that I got where it was like, yo, we fucking we fucking cracked this idea. Right now, we just gotta fucking make it. Yeah, and you know, and that took two years. Two years. <laughs> but we are we're this this episode. The point of this episode is to basically announce that we're we're it's done. It's done. It is done. Done. You know. So two years for our first episode. Yeah, man. But you know what? It's we like, learned a lot. But it, I'd I'd rather take two years for the first episode than the typical thing that happens where you take say a couple months and then it just dies away yeah like that i'll take two years and a completed project over anything right you know um because the thing is like the two years wasn't just us just grinding 24 7 for two years like we took breaks yeah we figured some things out well and we're also working pretty much 24 yeah. 7 on our actual bread and butter jobs yeah. and, and we know. got we got side like you got side projects and stuff on top of the right. work so this is like side project number three or four for you yeah yeah because i guess the you know Apart from the main job, my secondary main job is the amoeba people, and yeah. and then beyond that, and then you have oral, oral captured oral fantasy theater. Yeah, exactly. Live performance stuff through another group that I work with, and then um, you know it's like, and then uh, occasionally the amoeba people get commissions to write music for other people. Yeah, we had a Kickstarter campaign. We had a, an album just come out. You know, so we've got a, a, two videos coming out this in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I mean, it's not like there's, yeah, it's just, it was foil four and it took us two years. Yeah. Cause like I, you know, and even me, like I'll stop and I'll do work on other projects and do other things. Like I think in between that time, did I do the, 
Did I do the uh, brilliant idiot stuff while we were doing the floor? Or was that it was before? before? That was before. It was before. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I stay busy with the animation thing. It's a little bit harder because it's like you know, it's, it's just fucking. Yeah. You've got to film. It's film, mm-hmm. and it's hard to do multiple films on top of one another. Yeah. Um. But that's why it's good to you know share the load and and, mm-hmm. and have different people jump on board. Because if I was doing, because right now I'm working on a project and. It's at that space now where it's almost done. Mm-hmm. That is frustrating. That is not completely done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like That's it's hard. it's there's so much done that I have no reason to be like irritated. Uh-huh. But I am because it's not 100 percent done. Right. You know because it's like fuck. I just need that extra 10 <laughs> percent. Yeah. <laughs> and this thing will be fucking done. We talked about that on the podcast too, or at least I know I I bring it up a lot that the first 90 percent is. It, not that 90% is easy, mm-hmm. because not even a lot of people get to 90% completion. A lot of people right. bail before they get there. But if you're going to complete a project, ninety the first 90% is probably the easier percentage. It's that final 10% oh. getting those. And we know this with Foil 4, too, with, yeah. this, with uh, the heliocentric cartoon. It's like that. Like I mean, no, so just to kind of give you guys a little window into it, these last couple weeks... Mike <laughs> and I could just I could hear his frustration in oh, the, yeah. in the emails and in the text just like <laughs> you got to be joking cuz he would send over a file to me and I'm like it's off and then and and he's like what do you mean off like this is perfect <laughs> it's done and I'm like it's just I'm just I'm telling you it's off and so yeah. then he came over here and uh, in fact, he came over a couple of weeks ago. And we didn't report record a p- podcast because right. we were working on this. And so, and sh- so I show it to him, and he's like, "No, you're, you clicked on the wrong file. Click on the other file. Yeah, save it on your desktop." Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> telling me all these things that I was doing wrong, and I, I play it, and there's one sequence where the voices are off from yeah. the animation. We and we didn't know. Nobody knew why. I don't. Do we still actually know why? Do we have any idea of what was actually happening? Because it shouldn't have happened because on mike's end I mean, everything we, looked fine we know why but we're going to talk about why on the podcast <laughs> we know why because i'm because of me no are, are we i don't know this is what so we got the we got the audio mixed uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh because we had to fix some of the audio yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah yeah well the, working... the audio mixing was good yeah, yeah. but it just was it wasn't on time the timing right, yeah, yeah. was a little off of everything. And so, like, all the animation was done. Mm-hmm. And so, we got the sound mixed um, after the fact. And the mix was dope. Sounded so fucking good. It was just off. Right, it was yeah. just the timing of everything was off. And it and, and it would... It, it it would have been better if like everything was off at the same right because then you could just move the whole thing. because then over. we just move the whole thing but it was like it was in pieces there was yeah. just different pieces that were off yeah so yeah my friend Alex who mixed the Amoeba People album he this is his first time ever doing a cartoon yeah and he even said that he goes this is a huge learning curve for me so but now we know in the future how to direct that, yeah, yeah, yeah you know how to say okay so when you get to this point. Like, make sure this is either a complete file so it all mixes the same. And I think because we did do it in chunks, we did the theme song, then we did the uh, the, the cartoon portion, and then there's yeah. the song portion. And I think doing it in chunks uh, probably added the difficulty. Yeah, because you know? that was the thing that I think, you know, I, I, I failed to translate is that when the, when the, when the, the film is done, when mm-hmm. it's like the animation is done, 
like that's sealed mm-hmm. and and it's and it's not even his fault because like you know i i work in the industry right and there's people that still feel like okay the animation's 100 done so let's let's monkey with some shit right no. you can't yeah, you can. <laughs> like you can mm-hmm. but it's just gonna it's gonna fuck right. that's gonna add an extra couple of months mm-hmm. to the production yeah. like you know it's not like you just move this here and move that there because everything's overlapping on top of each other specifically this um this portion because this was like the the intro portion so Mm -hmm. there were characters who voices were overlapping over each other Mm -hmm. where um where that's what was supposed to happen like the the characters talking while the scene is is focused on another character and, and stuff like that so you know in order to move sounds around mm-hmm. it it really kind of adjusted everything animation wise so there was clips where i had to change the timing of it and stuff like that and so in the midst of changing so much so much of the timing um it was like things were just off mm-hmm. and things were off by like a couple frames mm-hmm. but then a couple frames on this side turns into a couple of more frames right, on this side and right, a couple yeah. more frames on this side and then as it goes like it'd be like a whole a whole second is off mm-hmm. so then i had to go back and retime all those clips and so after doing all that i did it i'm like oh i i, I defeated this monster look ray look what i did it's off <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> so then I gotta go back into it, again. and it's and it's bad because it's like for me it was frustrating only because it was like we were done, right? We were done, done, yeah, yeah, like done, 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 done. Yep. And it's like, damn, it's yeah. like like this thing is never. But that's what it was, like you mm-hmm. said, the ninety percent. But in this case, it was like the ninety nine. Yeah, it was the one percent yeah. that I was like, fuck, because yeah. it was like I kept sending, um, I kept sending it to you. And it would be like a short window in between. Mm-hmm. It probably didn't seem short, but it was because kind of, mm-hmm. in between those times, like I had exported maybe like 20, 30 Jeez. versions. Wow. And I'm looking at them like, fuck, now go back in and change right. something else. Oh, fuck. And then go back and change something else and then send it to you. And you're like, yeah, it's still off. Fuck. <laughs> I go back and do it again. And then when he sent the final one, then I texted back, it's perfect. Uh, he informed me today he actually hasn't seen that one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> he didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just look, I looked at the version before. Uh-huh. I made the adjustment, exported it, and I just sent it to Dropbox. Because the thing was, my, right. my process during this whole time was that I would, um, you know, f- make the fix, export it, watch it. And if it didn't look right, I'd change it, mm-hmm. ex- export it, watch it. And then once I felt good about it, I'd send it to Dropbox and send it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but after sending it to you and it was still kind of off, I was like, oh, there's something fucking going on. So then I had to add that to the process. Right. So I would look at it, change it, export it, put it on Dropbox, download it from Dropbox, then watch it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it'd be like, to see oh, what fuck. the other person on the other end would see. Yeah. Because yeah, wow. I do believe that during that process, you know, in um, sending files, it does get compressed a little bit. And yeah. I think that little bit of compression right. changes timing of stuff. So especially if we're dealing with frames, mm-hmm. it'll change a frame to where like now it looks. So I need to back it up two frames in order to make sure that it only backs up one frame when you get it. Right. But I had to add that to the process. Mm-hmm. So I've had that happen. I just, you know, with the music videos that we've done where I've synced our voice, our mouths like directly to the, the sound of our voices. Yeah. And then I upload it. I'm like, sweet, it's all done. I upload it. And then I notice it's off. And yeah. now I don't want to take it down. 
I, I think you can actually replace your YouTube videos oh, yeah, oh, yeah. and it doesn't affect your views. No. Um, that that was not an option like back in the early days of YouTube, but now I'm, I think it's very common. But um, but I, I've noticed, um, I'm like, gosh, like what, what happened there? Like, or especially you have a drummer playing and he's hitting the snare drum and you work so hard to get that lined up just perfectly. Right. And then it exports and it hits off. Yeah, Ugh. and I, I've noticed that in the past, like in the early early days when we were still using like you know Windows Media videos <laughs> to watch stuff, where like the more it compressed, the more the sound would be off. Uh-huh. And so now, like I said, I had to put that into the process because it's like fuck, like I have to now account for the fact that when I'm sending these things, right. they're being compressed and it's changing the frames a little bit, so it'll look fine on my computer. Mm-hmm. It'll look perfectly spot on on my computer but then i'll send it over and it's like fuck it's a couple right. frames off so yeah so now i have to put that into or just keep be conscious of it like mm-hmm. okay if it's hitting exactly when i'm watching it it's probably gonna be behind wow when i send it that sucks so i mean but it's, it's, it's but that's nothing this whole process was a learning experience mm-hmm. like every project should be yeah like i would love like in my imagination i would love to get to the point where i have a process and it stays that way Mm -hmm. and i just do everything the same way but i know me yeah i know i like to do things that Mm -hmm. i haven't done before Mm -hmm. like even with this project i'm working working on now i think i talked about on a previous podcast where it's like i took some audio from a soldier boy interview all right and I'm animating to it. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do some fly shit. I'm going to do some interesting things. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I ain't never doing this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I tried to, I tried to, you know, elevate the mm-hmm. the quality to as if I had, you know, yeah. a studio. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you, you always want it to be, to be able to compete with the best, even if you did it in the, in your home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even but, if but it's. Oh, but no, I was just gonna say. But at the same time, it's like I I, I feel like if I feel like that's a little bit of a compulsion on my part mm-hmm. because I feel like if I just you know stayed in my square, stay because I, I I like the way the brilliant idiots animation came out. Mm-hmm. If I was just like perfecting that style, just you know did that style over and over again mm-hmm. and try to perfect it, perfect it instead of tr- constantly trying to you know do other styles and mm-hmm. stuff. I would like own that. Like yeah. it would be like the dopest shit anybody's mm-hmm. ever seen. Uh-huh. But I keep bouncing around like I don't want to do this and I don't want to do it like that. And, right. and I feel like that's really just for me. Mm-hmm. It's just because I'm just, you know, I'm an artist. Like I don't yeah. like doing the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like if I just hammered in one style that I would like nail it, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody's business. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Just shitting on myself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the finished product of uh, Foil 4, man, the final version is, is it just, it's really exciting because we're like, okay, now all the stuff we've been talking about on the podcast for two years that we want to do with it, yeah. now we're there. Now we can do it. Now we That's can do it. That's the scary part, though. Right. Exactly. So, um, and uh, so, yeah, so, you know, what we're looking at is there's a, well, we know we want to do. We, we want to get it into film festivals. Yeah. We want to submit to film festivals and we want to submit to um, uh, animation festivals. That is kind of like a given. So yeah. that's the next step is is um, starting to look at which ones we want to do. Um, and then, of course, um, we're thinking YouTube also, right? Simultaneously. We're not going to... Are we going to save it? No. For, yeah, we're just going to put it right up, right? Yeah. And then, um, and then the next thing is... Um, 
we're just trying to figure out how we can persuade people to fund more of these episodes yeah. because um, we can't take another two years to do the next one no. on our own. This is more like the demo now. This is like, no, here's what we can do. Mike had talked about doing like a very simply animated uh, sample of what a second episode might look like. Yeah, like and even, you know, just to feed off of that compulsion of mine, like just figure out a different style. To, like mm-hmm. the character designs are going to be like, I'm not going to change the design style. Right. But just the style of animation that we used, mm-hmm. uh, maybe do something a little bit different, do something a little bit more rounder that we can use with puppets. And, and, and you know, anytime I say puppets, people that people get like, ah, I don't want it to look all like, you know, right. Uh, I don't know, like, you know, South Parkish, you know, right, yeah. it's not that. But it's like if you if you don't have to draw every single frame. Mm-hmm you can do more animation right you know because you can get them done more quickly too yeah yeah you know so so it's not it wouldn't be a a, it wouldn't be the style of animation or anything wouldn't be lessened it would actually probably heighten the amount of animation that i could do yeah and heighten the number of uh episodes we can do Mm -hmm. and lessen the the time right so you know it's it's really just trying to look at the whole whole playing field and figure out okay which which players are the the most valuable players right and just focus on those mm-hmm. rather than trying to hit every single spot yeah that's a fucked up analogy i don't know what i was talking about <laughs> but i said yeah like yeah yeah, still... yeah but you got what i because yeah. i had he saw my hands moving <laughs> right <laughs> listeners don't have that benefit exactly <laughs> yeah and that's so and then the then the purpose of of us uh, kind of a more pared down or streamlined animation like that would be so that we could do like another demo of like here's another here's another portion of a song so yeah. they can hear the music's good and um and then what we're trying to do well it's not that we're trying to i mean we're trying to do a lot of different things but one of the things that we're looking at is i have a friend in a local school district who um has recently moved into administration and uh has connections with the um science coordinator with the district is good friends with that person and wants me to send a bunch of my stuff over um and so um so yeah so their this friend is familiar with the amoeba people and then i just told her about foil four and this cartoon so the idea would be perhaps either with this district or if they don't go for it you know at least we could learn from that experience of trying to try it try it out with another district is to see if a district would actually want to partner with us to help us develop it and then right. we could kind of tailor make it to the needs of the teachers so which is what the project was for in the first yeah place. and and new uh, for those of you who are not savvy out there i'm sure all of these and listeners are aware that the new science standards are being implemented <laughs> this year but for those of you who might not be uh, there's a whole new set of science standards that are being implemented it's like a huge change and so to offer it as a sort of help um, like, hey, we can tailor make episodes um, for concepts um, that you guys now have to teach that maybe you never had to teach before. Right. Um, and this will be these will be good introductions, video wise. And then, in addition to that, I develop lessons to go along with it. Um, I have a friend who's willing to help me uh, create those lessons too. So she's um, already kind of signed on to the idea, and she's extremely knowledgeable definitely more knowledgeable than i am when it comes to science and i've taught science for years so um so so we have plenty of people in place 
It's just a matter of we don't know how this is like uncharted territory. Like I've never ever pitched an idea to a district. You know what I mean? So, um, and I won't pitch it to my own district because I don't, I don't know if there's conflict of interest things that happen, but it just feels more comfortable pitching it to somebody else. And this other district is a much bigger district. And I was informed they have a huge budget for steam. And I know all of you out there know what that means, but I'll explain it anyway. Yeah. Well, I think most people, (laughs) science, technology, engineering, arts, art and and math. math. Cause I think most people are, are familiar with STEM? STEM, yeah. But you know, STEEM is new. STEEM it's is new. dope. Like and I'm it's glad for, they are for new. us it's great. Yeah. So when she said STEEM, I was like, whoa, this is really perfect for us because that's what we do. You know, we add the artistic element into the science that's technology. Literally all I can add. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. And so, so that's where we're gonna we're starting with that idea. But meanwhile, we're all, we're also gonna try to pitch it to production companies too, or at least if not production companies, maybe even. Um, I don't know, really anybody who will who will hear our pitch. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's the next thing that Mike and I are going to work on is a, is a is an educational pitch, but also just a pitch in general. Right. You know, to, so we're going to try to hit up both angles and see if we get any bites on either end of it. Um, but either way, we're hoping to get um, you know the ability to to make more of these so that it becomes an entire series. Yeah. yeah. So over two years, we came up with the idea. We Ray Ray wrote a script. I designed some characters. We came up with uh, 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 the the style that we want to put the thing in. We put it together. It's done. <laughs> now the next step is to getting the, it out into the world. Get get it out into we the have world. to knock it out of the nest like the uh, birds do with their little babies, and, which is scary. Yeah. Uh, except in this analogy, I feel more like the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like I like right. I got I'm about to get knocked out because <laughs> yeah. it's it's because you know putting your stuff out there is scary man it is you know um, I've been inspired though because I've been watching uh, not watching uh, reading John Waters new book called uh, Mr. Know-It-All he's writing books well he doesn't make movies anymore oh okay. yeah so he's doing almost entirely books because he in uh, he because he big part of what he talks about in the book is f- raising funds for his films and um, and and it, he's really that's I think been the most interesting part for me to read is yeah. how does a guy like John Waters who is known as like the king of filth, right? How did he consistently get funding for so many mainstream uh, movie companies to pay for his movies? Obviously the the seventy stuff, the Pink Flamingos and um, what is it polyester? Or I don't know if polyester was that might have been a studio film, but anyway, all the really dirty, gross, you know, disgusting. Like, we're going to put everything into this film because people say we can't, you know. And Hairspray. Well, that came later. Yeah. But that's his, so his whole... I, f- I feel like that was my introduction into John Waters. So, yeah, Hairspray. so my whole... The whole point is, like, he intentionally went from, okay, I can only make underground, you know, midnight movies, so I'm yeah. going to do that. And then that then he did those to get as much attention as he could with those. Right. And then that led to meetings with people. That got him, you know, um, so then he, so he, and he intentionally would tone down, you know, make something more mainstream so he could get funding for it. Um, And, uh, but then, but then his last movie that he made was A Dirty Shame, which got an NC-17 rating, which he, in his book, he says he still doesn't know how he got it made because. It was the wrong time. You know, but he got it made. He got it made. I forgot what, what 
when it was released or what was going on and when it was released but i remember like just when i saw the trailer i was like yeah that time isn't here anymore like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not what we're doing now, right you know right. but yeah. but you know like even during the t- like i feel that same way with quentin tarantino not to cut you off let's mm-hmm. get back to that oh we will because it, it has to do with us funding, yeah finding funding because yeah, i so. feel that same way with quentin tarantino i feel like there was a time yeah. for Quentin Tarantino. Right. I don't think that time is now. Yeah, it's very different. It's, it's a different ve- landscape. It's very different. I feel like the people that are excited about Quentin Tarantino films are the people that were excited about Quentin right. Tarantino films years when ago. When they were fresh and new and yeah. I don't think anybody's clamoring for his stuff now. Right. I don't think anybody puts his stuff on as high of a... Like the kid, like when I was going through college, Tar- that was around the time that Kill Bill was coming out. Right. I think um, what Jackie Brown had it was already done, but Kill Bill was coming out. Yeah. We was all obsessed with Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, and and then Robert Rodriguez was doing the Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Mexico, so right. he was like a hero to us. And now it's it's kind of like there's I don't know any guys that are doing now. It's like companies like right. Marvel movies. And yeah, fucking... I think it was because they they were just like oh like I didn't know you can. Can you do this in yes, a movie? Yes, it was now, inspirational. And now people are have done it. You know what I mean? So Every, now, yeah, you, it's TV now. Right. TV is more inspirational. TV now. because now they're they're realizing if you have more time to tell your story, yeah. then you can do more interesting things, and that's why the, the shift to TV is happening. I I I wouldn't say I disagree with you. I agree with you, but I personally still like. For example, I heard so many bad things about the Hateful Eight. And I just thought, oh, I love the Hateful Eight. Yeah, and then I watched it. I was like, this is great. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's, it's and it really the key. It, but, it all comes down to Quentin Tarantino's just a he's a great visual, right. As well as story storyteller. So he's a visual storyteller, but he also tells great stories. But I think that's what I'm saying because back in the day, that's if that same movie had came out in like '97. The critics would have been all over it. Like, oh, right. and then at the end when everybody got shot, that was crazy. Right, right. But I feel like we've seen that. Exactly. And that's why people are <laughs> like, did he really need that much blood? Yeah. And so when I it's saw like, yes. it, yes, I did. was expecting <laughs> it to be just so like, and then when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's what people were complaining about. Yeah. But I was on the other end of it. Like, I was like, no, we've seen this before. Right. It's not, but people were making it sound like he had gone too far this time. And I'm like, have you not seen his other movies? Yeah. Like this, it didn't seem at all to me. So that's what I mean is like the timing yeah. of when your stuff comes. That out makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And so the new one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think is the new one. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it like people like me will love it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll I'll be like you know they they say there's some surprise ending and I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go for it and just like Wes Anderson it's like yeah. he's still he's still doing movies in the same style I think his storytelling is becoming more complex and interesting like yeah. the Grand Budapest Hotel was really well like an incredible story I haven't seen it though I've heard good yeah, things about it yeah really really good and then he went into Isle of Dogs you know he did some animation yeah he's done a lot of animation that was great too I, I thought Isle of Dogs was and, but he again like he's, he tells the stories from these very unique characters I think it's the characters that make everything work and, yeah. and you know so yeah you, you just never know um, oh, so b- back to John Waters though about like the, the funding. Yeah, so you're totally right though. When a Dirty Shame came out, it's like John Waters was going back to the old John Waters with yeah. that, and everybody had had um, known him as quirky John Waters, but not disgusting John Waters. <laughs> yeah. And me too, me too. I knew John Waters movies um, as I thought they were hilarious, yeah. But like 
like for example, when I saw uh, Cecil be demented, um, there's a scene at the end where basically, so he's this, he's a movie director, but he's a guerrilla filmmaker, right, right? right? And so he indoctrinates all of his, his crew with, you know, quotes from like Spike Lee movies and, um, uh, Cassavetes and, you know, just like all this independent film right. and, and, and original voices. And they have to be able to quote things back to him. And, but he doesn't allow them to have sex the whole film because they're trying to hijack like a premiere of some other. Oh, they end up kidnapping a star. It's, it ends up being Melanie Griffith. And uh, they kidnap her to get her out of this mainstream picture and put her in their movie. And so it's guerrilla filmmaking, basically, you know. Um, and, and I'm watching it. And at the end, the final scene, he finally lets them have. Uh, he's like, now you can, you know, be carnal and have sex. And they're at, on the rooftop of the concession stand at a drive in movie theater. And it's an orgy, and everybody's fully clothed. And it's the most hilarious thing because <laughs> they're literally having an orgy fully clothed. Right, right. And it's so funny. Like, I was just dying when I saw it, right? And so that's the John Waters I knew, like right. Pecker, Hairspray, um, you know, like uh, Cecil B. Demented and uh, Crybaby. You know, right. it's like that really weird, funny, quirky John Waters stuff. And then I had never seen Pink, Pink Flamingos. I had no idea how far it went. You know, I was yeah. like, oh, oh, he does have people doing things without clothes, too. And it's really just any but he won't do it in a pretty way. He wants everything to be gross, yeah. you know. Um, and so I think with Dirty Shame, he went back to that or was trying to go back to that. And you're right. People have moved on. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We like new John Waters. Right. We don't like the old John Waters. And he. That, that ended up being his last film. And so he said he just kind of stopped wanting to go through the, the fundraising process. Uh, he felt like he'd made like 17 films. He's like, I'm good. You yeah. Know? He's like, good, good career. career. He, goes, he goes, so I just turned myself as a character into my commodity. So now he does like one man shows. He puts out books. Um, he talks to film, uh, you know, uh, schools and things like that. And so the, the thing about the funding that I found interesting was he is constantly encouraging you as the reader for now. He's probably mostly talking to film people, but it applies to us as well, which is is this film. I mean, even though it's cartoons, it's, it's film. And uh, he's like, just don't ever. And it's something that Julie, the marketing girl who's been helping us out um, something that she kind of mentioned too. It's like, you, you don't um, get things that you don't ask for, That's true. you know? And so when Hollywood came calling for, um, some of his films, uh, he's like, he's like, you have to always assume that the money that you're getting offered, if you're getting offered money, he's like, you need to go for it then because it might not be there ever again. <laughs> so he's like, this might be your opportunity. So, so when he, so he asked for really like his biggest fee either for hairspray or whatever came after that. Uh, I think it might have been Crybaby. He asked for a huge fee, and he had never done that before. Mm-hmm. And um, they said yes. And he's he and he goes. The crazy thing about Hollywood is like you get to keep the money. Like it's not in advance. Like it's like that's your that's what you get paid to do it. He goes. My film then didn't make a profit, and apparently none of his films. Had, and that was another thing too. I was like, wow, none of his films made profit except really? for Hairspray. Eventually caught up, but it took Hairspray like ten years to make a profit or something like that. Holy shit! Um, and and I'm like, to have a career where you're known, your movies are known, and you get paid, and you get to do what you love, 
and yet your films never made a profit is impressive. Yeah. And so he, you know, anybody out there, I would encourage you, even if you don't like John Waters, just read it for the informational aspect of of how he procured funding on all of these films. I mean, he he's done it his whole life. And it, it literally, and this is what I'm realizing when, when Mike says he doesn't want to be bumped out of the nest, I know exactly what he means because reading this stuff from John Waters, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and, yeah. and just ask people, just start saying. So that's, it's really uncomfortable for me to say to a school district, hey, uh, will you basically help pay us to create this cartoon? Yeah. We don't know how long it'll take us to finish it. <laughs> We don't know how much money we need. We don't know X, well, Y, and Z. We don't have to tell them all that. <laughs> right. But we're more selling them on the idea of there's new standards coming through. Yeah. Here, Here's a, an example of what the finished product will look like. We already have the, the cart, first cartoon done. And you, you and we know how to make this. Now. We know how to make this. Now, What I don't know if districts have partnered with... Uh, you know, companies before to do, to create curriculum like this. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea, but I figure I'm just going to have to get out of that comfort zone and ask. And then if we can find like, cause like, and the other thing in the John Waters book is he never got funding from just one place. Yeah, yeah, He was always, you know, cherry picking everywhere he could to raise the money for his movies. So I'm like, okay, maybe we get a certain amount from this district. Then if right. we can fundraise, somewhere else maybe we can then start a patreon maybe we can you know um maybe we can find a production company who wants to get behind us maybe you know x y and z i mean we have to be the ones to figure it out and that's that's what was inspiring about this book so far is that's exactly what he did when uh, a studio said okay we raised a hundred thousand we need you to raise 50 he raised fifty thousand dollars. That's and lit. From one person, he raised thirty thousand, and then uh, and he just kept chipping away until he got the other twenty. And uh, we are on a much smaller scale here. We're not talking about a multi-million dollar movie that we're making. Right. But at the same time, it's going to cost money to do it, and we can't do it for free. You no. know, it's just impossible. So, yeah, I'm. I'm. Believe it or not, I'm. I'm afraid, like Mike is too, but I'm more excited. Because it's it is territory I've never really been in before. I've I've been in Kickstarter territory, yeah. So I know I and I've done it successfully twice with the Amoeba people, but we're we're talking a couple thousand bucks, you right. know. Now we're really looking at like okay, no, to make this work and to be viable and to continue to make it viable repeatedly and keep using it, um, and then pitching it once it's done, then trying to get other districts to use it too. I don't know. We'll just see. You know, we got to yeah. put one foot in front of the other. But that's kind of where we are now. I'll tell you one thing that scares the shit out of me as far as talking to other people about these ideas is people convincing you that you're wrong. Uh huh. Because you know, you walk in the building like, "Yo, this shit is like the greatest shit ever." Right. And they come back and tell you like, mm, "No, yeah, like that's the worst." And and I thank God every day that I have people in my life that I do have in my life and when I'm talking about that I'm talking about people that give zero fucks about animation mm-hmm. because I feel like they ground me to the point where it's like I really think that animation is like the best art form it's fucking mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. is what it is <laughs> but when I have people that look at magic uh-huh. and go 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's it's right. kind of like, you know, but I feel like that's what I'm always afraid of. I'm always afraid of, you know, doing like magic for people mm-hmm. and people just going eh. in an in right. animation that happens a lot because mm-hmm. animation isn't valued on a high level right. unless it, you know, comes with a song or a celebrity voice actor or or if it makes a bunch of money. That's the thing that annoys the shit out of me mm-hmm. is that when these companies make these animated films and nobody gives a fuck until it makes like a billion dollars, then the narrative is it's a billion dollar movie, guys. It's right. like who gives a fuck? Like is it good? Mm-hmm. Like did you like watching it? So that's that's the, that's part of the fear for me too is 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 putting the, all this hard work uh in front of people that are just gonna look at it like well, you couldn't get any live action actors <laughs> to do it, or right. you know what I'm saying, or you yeah. couldn't like that. That that'll 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 bug me because I'm gonna tell you something. I'm on a mission, man. Like my mission is really to because you even said something earlier where you was like um, he was talking about film and what we're doing is kind of like film too, but it's you know it's cartoons. I I I want to get to the point where you know. It's there is no dif- differentiation. Mm-hmm. Like animation is just looked at the way independent film was looked at mm-hmm. at one point in time. Remember, independent right. film used to be like, oh, that's something that motherfuckers do in their own time. It's not legit, right? But then, like in the nineties, independent film became legit yeah. to the point where it kind of was started to not get independent, mm-hmm. and people couldn't tell, right? But like that's kind of what I want animation to be. Yeah. I want it to be that thing that people are like, "Oh, I didn't know you could do that with this." Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know you could tell these stories with this. Or right. Anything. Yeah. And 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 I, you know, and so that's that's part of what scares me too, as far as getting out there is just having people like, because even in in this arena, as far as like Schoolhouse Rock exists, mm-hmm. Gorillas exists. But that shit doesn't exist, right? So, who, who like we're comparing it to things that 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 do exist, but it's a completely like this is new. Yeah. So not only are we asking people for money, but we're asking people to fund something that we don't really have a, a precedence for. You right, know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And and just I, I want to be clear too that um, I yeah, and I'm sure you know this, but I wasn't trying to say oh it's just animation. I was yeah, just saying no. that because it's a shorter form, right, right, right. We're not looking for the multi million dollar you know star yeah, yeah, yeah. extravaganza. It's not like a feature film, film. Like but as far yeah. as the importance of it, I, I completely agree that it's right on the same level, or at least should be viewed that way. And and it's you know hopefully people you know um, hopefully even I myself can be a help in that as far as how we promote it because I'm not an animator and having gone through this process these last two years I mean I've really come to a, a deep deep appreciation of the process having seen and granted I'm not seeing every second that you're working on it but yeah. having seen the pieces as they each, each piece gets assembled is has been unbelievable you know and, and I think um that's another thing about documenting the process through Instagram and things like that. Yeah, you know, I was thinking really about important. that too. Like, should we pump up the process? Along we should also. With it? We should even make um, a little. Um, I, I think yes, but I think we should also make um, even like a short little promo video for it too. Mm. Like when we when we pitch it, yeah. just kind of like a little bit about you know like a super easy stuff like where we interview you just briefly where you talk about your background what you want to do with foil four then i do a little interview with me i interview myself and no, i'm kidding it happens um, but uh just, just a little especially bit of, when you're in the shower uh, yeah exactly <laughs> like ha ha ha, ha. 
and uh, and and you know that um, to put some a little something together so people know like the process and then to know because they know that if you spent two years on something that's four minutes long yeah that you're dedicated dedicated there, there's no question so the background stuff is definitely hugely important I think right um, I do think though we're also going to have to like this summer kind of put this on the fast track as far as fast tracks pr- promote promoting it i mean like speedball and i'm i'm yeah. with that I'm because because the thing is is like we don't want to take another few months to put out a little promo video to send to people or put out a promo package um but this is where some of the stuff will kind of be on your shoulders not so much shooting the video like i can edit that together but actually promo materials that yeah can taking send to the, people. the the pieces from the animation process yeah, yeah. And, and maybe so like i'm thinking like so what i'm doing what we're doing with the amoeba people when we're sent we haven't sent these out yet but it's like it's like a folder it's a press kit basically it's a mm-hmm. press kit and it's got you know picture of us and it's got information about the album there's a copy of the album in there and then there's also a flash drive that has a digital version of the album plus two music videos on it so we would want something similar like I can write up something about what foil four is. We have a little press kit and then there's like a little flash drive that has the video and also has the background process, you know? So it's, um, and that's something that we obviously can't hash out on the podcast. We will have to like sit down and figure that out, but we need to be thinking though. Now, like right now, the next time that you are available, you and I need to get together and, and get, get an outline of what that, Thing is going to look like that we send to people it could be digital too it could be all you know it might not be a folder we send to people it might actually be uh, a website that we put up or something that mm. only they have access to but when we're pitching it to people we want them to see you know here's the process here's our vision here's the mission behind what we're doing and here's uh what we can do if you can uh partner with us that's uh, another euphemism and partner with us means pay us money so <laughs> yeah pay me yeah and it's just the reality. It's like you got to have the money to, and I'm to with, do it. I, and I'm down to, I want to get that done as fast as possible. And I want to get it done even to the point where even if we don't get funding, mm-hmm. we're still able to roll. Yeah. Like we might roll slower. Right. We, we might not be able to roll as, make as many as possible. Because mm-hmm. like I even told you, and I, I um, you know, we, we've talked about this before where it's like for me, I, I, I don't think small, but I f- I think big, mm-hmm. but I feel like we can work smaller, mm-hmm. you know, more compact. Like right. at some point it's like, yo, we just do music videos. That's mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. all we doing. Um, but whatever it is so that we could just be laser for just kind of what I was saying before about, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> looking at the game board <laughs> and, and just but just picking out the, the points where we shine and mm-hmm. then just hitting those hard and saying, fuck all the rest of the parts, you know, yeah. instead of trying to spread ourselves thin, we just know we, we know where we're focused and we just focus on those heavy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we if we put a package together mm-hmm. to where we can consolidate our ideas and figure, okay, this is what we are, then hopefully not only will it be attractive to people that could invest in the in the mm-hmm. project, but also it'll get us focused mm-hmm. onto this is what we're going to do regardless. Right. Like if the money comes, then we can do it faster. If it doesn't come, this is what the fuck we're still doing. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, yeah. So I'm down for that. Yeah. That, that And I think that needs to be done. That's like the next thing we need to do. Yeah. Like literally. We so are we figure that out? So are we, when do we post? 
Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> so, so going, so Julie, our marketing guru. Um, Ciao, Julie. What's What's funny about um, a lot of my interactions with her is like, I'll usually narrow it down to two things mm-hmm. and say, should we do this or should we do this? And almost every time, she'll say neither. <laughs> no, she'll say both. <laughs> oh, both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and and that's the interesting thing about it. And it's like, um. You know, I was I was like I was fascinated because she, obviously she's commented on how she's like I can she's like I can tell you put a lot of time into thinking about how to market stuff and so um, she's like that's that's what's great about it is like so because you put so much effort into thinking which one of these two might work either one probably can work there are times where she will say just go with the one like you know but. Usually I, I have it narrowed down to two options, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, but in general, what she has often said is, um, when it comes to YouTube and I'm going to take this advice with my own YouTube page, the Amoeba people, um, I'm going to get rid of a bunch of the, basically the videos that haven't really taken off. They only have a couple hundred views. Right. She's like, pull those out. Cause you've got like, this one has 97,000 views. This one has 89,000 views. We just have one that hit a million views. Um, we, you know, she's like, you have all these videos that have thousands and thousands, if not now millions of views. And she's like, so the, the 200 views, she's like, they don't need to clutter up your page. Cause we were, our thinking was, well, if we have a lot of stuff on our page, it'll show we're active. It'll show. And, and her thinking is like, yeah, it's not that important to be cluttered. Yeah. It's important to have good quality stuff. So it's also a good thing too. Cause like you're showing people like, yo, we're popping. Yeah. If you start showing your weaknesses, it's like maybe they not pop. Exactly. <laughs> so when we post our new video, which is going to be out hopefully in another week, week and a half, if I can get it done in time, um, when that one goes up, the others, all those little, little ones are going to come down, mm. you know, the little ones that were just sometimes like we use them as like advertisements for the new album. So like, and one of them got like, you know, 500 views. It was like to promote the album. Okay, cool. But it doesn't need to be up there anymore. Yeah. You know? So, um, so she's like, yeah, she's like, you have got all these videos that have a thousand between a thousand and a million views. Like why keep up one that has 130? Yeah, she's right, bro. I mean, listen, there's so much entertainment out there to be consumed. People don't have time to wade through all of our videos. It's yeah. like, just give me the highlights. She's like, give me, she's <laughs> like, have something. She's like, put your best foot forward. Yeah. And that, and the whole reason I'm talking about that is because to answer your question of when do we post to her, it's not so much a question of when. It's just a matter of what you're posting is high quality. Mm. And so, I mean, I'll, I'll ask her about this one, whether she thinks that um, we should post to YouTube before submitting to festivals, whether we should try to submit to festivals. My guess is she's just going to say, like, what do you want to do? Mm. <laughs> like, you, you know, if you want it up on YouTube so people can see it, then put it up on YouTube so right. people can see it. So that's that's t- where she tends to steer me. Um, I don't want to say that she doesn't give me advice, but she has a tendency to help me figure out to organize I, your thoughts. Yeah, to which what is I've already dope. have. Yeah, what I've already kind of figured out. Right. But she just kind of helps guide me. It's kind of like seeing a therapist. Right. But that's it's like actually, a marketing therapist. That's actually you know? a good thing. Like, yeah. But that's what we keep going back to is like just pick the spots where you can focus on. Right. Because we could 
have a million ideas but if we had somebody to, to tell us like yo you have to do every single one of those ideas right. then it's like okay cool then i know i can do it. Right, <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying like i, I had now have the confidence because somebody seconded exactly my thought and that's yeah. what like you know I, I know i've said this before but it's like that's seeing seeing ideas that i've had happen in film and right. on TV, it gives me so much confidence. Right, like when I see uh, uh, movies, and, and again, these aren't ideas that they've stolen from me because they don't know me. I haven't right. put these ideas out there. But when I see somebody do an idea, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I had that idea. Right. Then it happens again. It happens again. And I understand a lot of the people that are doing this are the same age as me. Mm-hmm. Probably consume the same, same entertainment. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm not like I should be putting my shit out there yeah so you know it's good to have that seconded opinion right to give you that extra bit of confidence because we think everything we do is dope right yeah. <laughs> you know or any idea that we get excited about yeah and, is and a great I, could, idea. I could be mistaken but my guess is that she's gonna say like what do you guys feel like what's your instinct like do you want to get this out on youtube and i'm thinking that is what we want to do right yeah so we'll probably want to post it soon and i feel like that's more important than the festival like i'm still i still want to get it into festivals and submit it to festivals right. and get it in front of uh in front of industry people yeah. if, if only just to let my nuts hang because I, I think because i've been in this industry yeah. for a long time yeah and there's people that don't know me that should know me i gotta let my nuts hang well and, and I, uh... yeah well okay so <laughs> i actually think that is what i've been pushing mike toward <laughs> A long time, not literally, you know, yeah, just keep sack the, hanging yeah. out. But, but, um, but actually, because because I've I've like been telling him, okay, I will definitely work the educational angle. I'll work the music angle. I'll work what I have at my disposal. But I'm like, dude, you work in the animation industry. Yeah. There's got to be people that you can show this to who will pass it around if nothing else. If right. at least like you said, get the word out that you are working on this thing. Right. That this is happening. And uh another thing that Julie told me is that she's like, wow, like you've gotten like articles written about you guys. She's like, how many of those did you seek out? And the answer is so far, not a single one. Mm. And so she's like, in the marketing world, it's almost unheard of that people come to you. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, so imagine if you actually start working at it, yeah. uh, who will start coming to you because they're just not aware. So I think people are just not aware that you're doing this. And it's obvious because it's not, it's not done. finished. It <laughs> hasn't been done. So now that it's finished, though, now I'm, I've been I'm, I really am pushing Mike and Ease and listeners. You can back me up on this, like to get it out while I'm working my kind of educational and music angles. Mike needs to definitely be pushing this where people really are going to want to see it. Yeah. And people are going to get that same feeling that you get when you get that knot in your stomach when you're like, oh my God, I just saw yeah. something really good and it's really well made. Give that ugly face. Yeah. And you get, and they're <laughs> going to be pissed at you because it's so good. You know, that's what we want. We want that, yeah. that knot in the stomach uh, response from people and um, that respect, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I, I think we, so. Um, we should all. I think all we have to do is coordinate how we're going to release it because since we the Amoeba people have a video coming out, and we have this finished, I want to be able to coordinate it so that I can rightly promote both and devote the right amount oh, of time. Oh right, yeah. So yeah, we yeah, do yeah. have to coordinate that. So since Foil Four is done, I mean, I kind of feel like we should do it now. Then when Girl Talk is that video is ready and I'm hoping a week, but maybe two weeks, mm. 
I've all have had time to really on the Amoeba People platforms to pump up the Foil Four episode, and um, and I I know you've had an aver- not an aversion but just kind of like a caution I guess uh, to uh, Patreon, but um, but I do think that yeah my as- only thing about Patreon is just that I don't think that based on the type of stuff that I that I do like mm-hmm. my medium I, it would be I would be able to support. A monthly thing, something yeah. to come out all the time. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I know we're going to be pumping it with the Amoeba people, so mm-hmm. I'll just keep going that route for now. Because, mm-hmm. um, and then for Foil Four, we'll just uh, start by seeking funding through the educational realms, and then you pit, not pitching, but showing it to the the folks that you know in your your realm as well. Right. Because then that's what I'm realizing is, especially reading the John Waters book, is that like in my head at first is like, well, should we get educational funding like through a district or should we get funding through a production company or, and it's like, Oh no, it might need to come from everywhere. (laughs) You might have to piece it together any way that you can. You have to Frankenstein it sometimes. So actually, according to John Waters, you have to Frankenstein it all the time. There's very rarely just, unless you're a full on studio director type of person. You know, you, you'd be surprised where some of these studios get their money from. That's true. Some of the countries they get their money yeah, from. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So then I, I think we're in a we're we're ready to my opinion is I think we're ready to roll with yeah. 404. Like, Listen, if I think about ASAP. it anymore, I'll never be ready. Yeah. So let's do it. The thing is done. And you know what? We're gonna come up with good ideas. Uh, I was talking with, with as far as marketing it. My I was talking to my friend uh, Joey, who was a musician I played with for many years and he's out in Idaho now so we just call each other every now and then and catch up and and he always wants to know about the amoeba people and what's going on so this last time I told him I said oh yeah in addition to that we're working on um, this idea called foil four and I when I told him again when I mentioned schoolhouse rock and gorillas mm-hmm. the response every time when I tell somebody that granted when I tell people who know Gorillas, yeah, because yeah. everybody knows Schoolhouse Rock that I talk to. They're that generation. Yeah, people that don't know Gorillas, but there have been a couple people who I kind of get that look, like oh, uh, you know, a gorilla but in in the educational realm because <laughs> yeah. they're they're probably older. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, did do you know Blur? And you know, a lot of them don't even just they just don't know. I guess alternative music. Period. But know, they know so, Schoolhouse Rock. But they know Schoolhouse Rock. Joey, though, of course, knows Gorillas, and and uh, he's a musician, and so. And he says, so I'm just, he goes, wow. So, so I'm telling him all these different things and ways that we're thinking of marketing uh, the new Amoeba People album and things that we're, we're trying. And, and I'm just telling him all the, the stuff. And for 404, here's how we're, what one thing that we're considering. And, and I got like one of the greatest compliments from him. And he goes, at my company, he works for like a software type company, some computer company. And he's like, at my company, he goes, I work with marketing guys all the time. He goes, he goes, just hearing your ideas for this, he's like, I'm embarrassed that these guys that I'm working with are called marketing guys. He's like, because just hearing your ideas, just the ideas alone, yeah, bury the ideas that these guys come up with to market our product. He goes, and these guys get a salary to do it. And he's like, just hearing how you um, take an idea and present, get it out there or plan on getting even just plan because that's all the marketing is is they're just planning yeah. and then they get a budget and then it either works or it doesn't you know 
And I said, well, our marketing, the thing that's hard about it is we don't have a budget. And I said, so I have to get really creative. But he's like, I think that's like an advantage because you guys are going to have a marketing uh, approach that's going to be designed to get people's attention because you don't have the money to do it right. any other way. So now that, let's be very clear. Uh, we would we would love to have the money. <laughs> we would come up with even better marketing yeah. strategies, I'm sure. But yeah, you kind of have to do the guerrilla marketing thing. That's yeah. what I've been calling it is guerrilla marketing. Um, so the Amoeba people are probably going to be at Comic Con this year, um, handing out flyers. Um, we're we're trying to figure out the best way to promote because i know i'm i'm actually going to be there um for a panel but um but then oh shit what panel this is like really cool so um i got asked by the columbia memorial space center if i would uh host a panel because on july 20th the saturday of comic-con that is the 50th anniversary that day is the 50th anniversary of neil armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walking on the moon. That's dope. If so, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> if it all hadn't been done on green screen. Damn. Um, and I, I'm going to be interviewing three Apollo engineers. Holy who shit. worked on the Apollo 11 project. And so they're like. Bro, this, you made it. Dude. I don't know if you realize this, but you popping. Dude, Ain't that, nobody asked me to do the whole shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were popping. Dude, I, I'm thrilled. And yeah. so. um so yeah, maybe I'll use use this opportunity now to talk about like um what uh, I'll mention now that the Eason podcast is going to go on a break for a bit. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back though. I mean, you know, because this is yeah, how Mike are, and I work. Yeah, you know I was saying people are like, y'all didn't just go on a break. <laughs> <laughs> like we haven't heard you guys in weeks, and oh, now you're going on a break again. Um, we just kind of put this up for the purpose of ourselves really and there the fact that there are a few of you out there listening to it and getting something out of it is is awesome yeah so, thank you so thank you you guys um but also there's going to be more to come so it's not like cause right. ray's going to explain go ahead <laughs> yeah yeah so so basically um i'm going to be the reason why we're taking a break with this podcast is because i'm going to be starting another podcast and it's going to be the amoeba people so it's originally designed to be a promotional kind of tool for the album that just came out um but uh, we want to develop it beyond just that and so um so it's going to be it's going to each episode starts off with um me talking about one of our songs and kind of breaking down the sonic components of it and uh what what we were trying to communicate as far as the science goes and then the second half of each episode is uh, me interviewing an expert in that field and talking to them good humoredly good naturedly about um not only the science, but then the humor that we are bringing into the science. And uh, so I'm bringing them on to talk about us as well. I just realized. No, uh, no, but it's mostly. to. So I already have a couple interviews lined up with experts, which is really cool. I've got a paleontologist. Um, I've got um, a volcanologist uh, who lives in Germany. So these, so I'll basically... Yeah, uh, the the point of it is it'll be super fun episodes, breaking down music, talking about how you know the musical components came together, then talking to a scientific expert on the specific topic of, that the song relates to, and um, and then talking about expanding out the episodes. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can uh, record my panel at Comic Con, so that might become an episode as well. Right. Because uh, we also have a new song about the Apollo 11 moon landing. So um, that would be a good way to tie in that song with the interview 
panel that I do. Um, so I have to find out the, the technical side of it of what Comic-Con allows me to record. Yeah. I don't know. What they own and what, what you own. What they own, what I'm allowed to use, what I'm not allowed to use. So, um, But and then another episode um, is um, the art of the Fossil Record, which is our album. There's a guy named Ray Troll who's a famous, he's basically like a famous science artist. Mm. And uh, he's a fan of ours and now a friend. And uh, I've had an email conversation going back with him, so I'm gonna. I haven't asked him yet, but I'm gonna ask to interview him about yeah, how do you turn you, how do you turn science into art? Oh, you know, okay. so that would be one episode that would relate to our album. And then, of course, I want to use that platform uh, of promoting the album, promoting the Amoeba people, to introduce Foil Four. And then I'd bring on our own Mike McCraw, yeah, as our special guest, uh, and kind of talk about his career in animation and. Um, and uh, where the idea came from for 404 and, and what we're wanting to do with it. So we're hoping because the Amoeba people, quote unquote, brand, um, you know, has, uh, you know, at least an audience out there. Right. That we're going to hopefully try to build everything, you know, off of that audience or kind of expand from that audience so we can kind of... Uh, as they say, a rising tide lifts all boats. So we're going to try to lift all these projects uh, with the amoeba tide. So that is what I'm going to be spending a lot of time on over these next few months. And um, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that's why the the break for the yeah. in podcast. And, you know, I've been kicking around ideas about doing things on my own as well. Um but you sound first, very enthusiastic. I, no, right? I just got to get over my social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because if you hear Mike on the microphone, I mean, it's so natural. You know what I mean? I mean, like, my thing is, is like, I like, I like talking to people. I, I'm, I can talk to people and stuff, but it's just, I never feel like what I'm talking about is as important. You know, I don't think mm -hmm. that people need to hear anything I have to say. And so for me to put that, like stuff like uh, Foil 4 and like the Soldier Boy Project and stuff like I'm super confident with that because mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to crush. Right. But it's like the things that I was thinking about doing, just, you know, showing the behind the scenes of how to do stuff. I don't even know if the way I do things is the right way. To <laughs> to it, there, like there's no real right way. Though. And then I think about that, too. And But then it's like, do I want to expose my process? It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't like, you know, I've we I every time we meet is at Ray's house. Mm -hmm. Ray has never been to my house. I've never. It's true. <laughs> you know, I've actually... He only... suggested it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nah, let's not do it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's like, I, I have that thing where this I... This is how Pizzagate began, right? Because, really? Yeah, because nobody... Um, uh, I'm, I'm just making that up. That's, <laughs> yeah, let's not, let, let's not get let's uh, not go blocked there. on Facebook like Homeboy right, did. Right. Um, but, but yeah, I just... Uh, you know, I do have that thing where I just don't like people to be inside my bubble right and in order for the for me to do this thing that i was thinking about doing sort uh -huh. of similar to what you're doing with your podcast i would have to you know allow people into the bubble mm. and so that's something that i have to decide to get over mm -hmm. if i want to get over it um but yeah i think if if i do it'll be fun Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be fun to show the process and just show. Is it like a video podcast or like a regular I podcast? I was thinking about or? doing that. I was thinking about doing, because, you know, um, I had posted one of our uh, episodes with a video of me doing, drawing Sacagawea or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, got some good responses off of that. Mm -hmm. People were like, oh, yeah, I like this. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like, yeah, yeah what, if I, what if I recorded something and then accompanied that with my process so yeah. maybe not just be like, okay i'm doing this right now i'm doing that right now but just sort of like give a commentary you know 
kind of like uh, like how we yeah. talk, just mm-hmm. regularly talk, but just have that as the backdrop mm-hmm. for people to see my process and then just listen to me ramble. Mm-hmm. Again, that would be very intimate. Yeah. So you know, you know the cool thing about that though. Uh, so you're not. Are you talking about bringing other people in to talk to? No. Okay, so you're just talking about you talking, <laughs> just me talking, and then showing you drawing, showing my process. I think that would that totally could work. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is a little intimate, but you've done individual episodes on the Ease In podcast, yeah, and um, and you know, and I've talked about personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And people in my life have never let me forget about. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said, yep, yep, yep. So I think that's a great idea because then, yeah, it's the and and really, you know, when we've been like looking at how to push forward, like you know, um, amoeba people stuff, uh, when I've been talking to Julie about it. You know, she's just like, because uh, I was talking about like Instagram. I think you were there when I was talking about it. And yeah. she's just like, well, you know, like Instagram is like people who like really spend time on their photos or they're already famous. Those yeah. are the people who tend to do really well. Um, and, and, and she's like, why? She, she didn't say why, but basically what she said was, why are you putting so much focus on Instagram? That's not you, you guys' thing. She's like, when you have 3,000 subscribers on YouTube, she's like, you're worried about, okay, you only have 400 followers on Instagram. Right. But you've got 3,000 on YouTube. Why don't you build up that audience? Because what you guys do is music and videos. Like, exactly. what do you? And so sometimes you know this stuff. You just need to hear it. From other people. Because there's know? networks that are big networks that get crazy amounts of viewership. And then they also have YouTube channels that nobody gives a fuck about. Exactly. <laughs> you know? yeah. so. And then, um, yeah, so I think uh, you doing a uh, something on YouTube for animation makes sense. Now, podcast, let's be honest, talking about something you can't see. Yeah, it's a little weird. Does, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good for us because yeah. that's how we have ended up collaborating. But, I mean, as far as what people want to see, it's like... Okay, they're talking about animation, but I would like to see yeah. like what what they mean by this. I mean that I think it's a really good so idea. And also, it's not like a foreign idea. Like people are already doing this. It's uh-huh. just like I just be your version. Yeah, I yeah. just had, you know thinking should I do it? So yeah. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll it's see. an idea out there. I mean, you just you 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 might be uh, 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 forcing me to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, and that's always good. Sometimes that's how we have to get things done. Yeah, right? yeah, I appreciate that. Our too. hands have to be forced sometimes. But uh, yeah, so the so we're, we're we'll be taking a little bit of a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Which uh, for those of you who listen to this podcast, know that's very normal. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I see you when I see you, <laughs> <laughs> and because if. Uh, you know the the Amoeba People podcast like is going to have to be a consistent thing because it's a promotional tool right. initially. It's definitely going to take a, a big chunk of time to do. So you'll have, well, you and I won't have a ton of time because we're really going to be putting together our plan to pitch Foil Four too. Yeah. So, so I mean, we're still like, going to be talking. We're just not going to be doing it on. We probably mic. just won't be recording it. Yeah. You know, because it's it is hard to do both. You know. Um, maybe some people are more talented at getting work done and podcasting at the same time, but you know, but for Imagine us, Imagine if this was our only job, a podcast, it's never people's only job is never just a podcast. Well, okay. I'm saying, what if our only job was to do all the extra shit and mm-hmm. then we had like time to do podcasts? That sounds great to me. I mean, Plus, yeah. It's okay. We we can feel safe on this podcast to say things like that. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, right? That's the goal. So, yeah. Um, so I think uh, it's going to be exciting these next couple months. And um, 
yeah, we'll definitely want to check in with the uh, the ease in uh, listeners here to see if Ray meets his marketing goal or fails. <laughs> like for example, our our you know, I already know now I can submit our album for Grammy consideration. That's right. I'm a member of the recording industry now, uh, the Recording Academy. Excuse me. Um, but. Uh, we won't know whether Ray gets an actual nomination. That'll be the big step. That's... Shout out! Shout out to Ray for doing all this internet internet research and le- learning how to better his time instead of doing what everybody else doing the internet, just fucking off and looking at porn all day. Porn, 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 porn. <laughs> Ray's like research, better my life, <laughs> get things together. Everybody's like porn. <laughs> Is there porn that'll better my life? <laughs> Some guy's coming up with a concept now. What if I could make porn that will make someone's life better? It has the opposite effect all the time. Right. It's like, well, its original intention was to improve everyone's life. Now people are less productive. But, yeah, so, uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, my plan is to do enough of these things where even if only one or two of them works, it'll still be helpful. Like a Marvel movie. (laughs) Right? Sure. Except with uh, one uh, millionth the budget. Exactly. <laughs> one billionth. One billionth the budget, yeah. So, all right. Well, listen, Ray got things to do. Um, I got things Mike to do, Mike has nothing too. to do, apparently. I, I literally no. I ain't got shit to do. I got, <laughs> I got a baby. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can just sit there and look at me. Raising a human being. <laughs> right. Um, no biggie. But, yeah, man. So, um, I don't know. We don't, we don't really have time to get into, like, inspiration of the week. And I really don't have any, uh, honestly. You know, except for myself. Of course. Uh, and we, maybe... The Ease In Podcast is the inspiration the of the Ease week. The Ease In Podcast is the inspiration. Foil for being completed is the inspiration yes we can do week. it you can do it let us be your inspiration of the week pay us money <laughs> to inspire you so that we can do our projects i'm not going to shit on that idea you know there that's how some people do make their, these inspirational speakers like oh. life coaches and all this stuff it's like it's all just repackaged tony robbins from the from the 80s or whenever he did his stuff originally and now it's just but people love it because they feel inspired they really, you know. So Listen, yeah. I'm not going to knock it because I might have to go. <laughs> I might have to go into that profession. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, people could just start paying us to inspire them. Like, what have you guys done? Well, we had a podcast for two years. <laughs> yeah. And during that time, we finished a four-minute project. Yeah, we have 113 episodes. Yeah, exactly. So Take that. Give us some so money. Give us money. We're, we're your new life coaches. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Uh, so, yeah. That. Has been the, this has been the Ease in Podcast. That is what's up.